Welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast, where we chat to inspirational folks throughout the city about living their best lives and encourage our listeners to grow and glow. Hello and welcome to the GGC podcast. My name is Laura McGuinness and every week I'm out and about in Glasgow interviewing some inspirational folks for you all. On this week's podcast, we catch up with the amazing Jane Wilson, who is an author, podcaster, body worker and warrior woman. Chatting about everything from how Jane self-published her book, Nine Rules, which is amazing by the way, and you should definitely, definitely download it from Amazon to find out more about her inspirational story. We also chat about how she cured herself of Crohn's following the principles of Ayurveda. We chat about the altered state of consciousness that can be achieved through yoga and meditation and we all know that that's really a hot topic at the moment. And we also talk about this idea of being mindful with our every movement, that every movement could be a yoga movement. This is a really super informative podcast that you don't want to miss and I have to say I connected with Jen through the GGC and I'm so glad to have this lady in my life. She is a complete warrior in every sense of the word and I feel like I learn stuff from her every time we chat. So I know you're going to love this podcast. Have a listen. So hello Jen Wilson. Hi Laura McGuinness. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the GGC podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Not at all, not at all. So, Jen, you are a woman of very many talents. Mm-hmm. Tell us, <laughs> start start from the top, give us an overview of you and then we'll get into the nitty gritty. So the overview of me as a business, I've yes. got a book that's called Nine Rules to Sort Your Shit. Which is amazing, we've covered it in GGC Book Geeks. Brilliant yeah. book. So, yeah, thank you so much. How can people get that? So you can get it on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, on it's Amazon. available on Amazon paperback and also Kindle version. Brilliant. Um, I have podcasts, which is I is, used to be called Warrior Women Project Podcast. It's now called the I Am Jen Wilson Podcast. Brilliant. Um, and on that, I just have conversations with people about their journey in life. So it's everyday people living everyday lives with really inspiring stories. Um, that's there just to help people realise that they're not alone in their their journeys even though everybody's story is really really unique it's there's so many similarities and there's common threads yeah common threads that help people go oh that's all right it's okay to feel this way or experience yeah which is a lot about as well what the book is about with the nine rules it's about realizing that your life is a journey and things will drop in and out and it's a constant re-evaluation going back and going right what's important to me just now what do I need to look at just now what yeah. can I let go of so I'm not trying to spin all the plates at the one time absolutely yeah and then I am also a body worker so I do pilates and yoga I teach them as classes and do them as one-to-one sessions and I also do massage dynamic Thai massage do a bit of reiki I've just started doing reiki it's quite a new thing for me oh yeah um, yeah, I do that, and I do some one-to-one coaching for people that want to take the stuff from the nine rules, that they can go through the book and they can work on it themselves, but some yeah. people need somebody just to hold them more accountable, yes. so I do some one-to-one coaching with that as well. Brilliant, so you have really created yourself a community then, because you've got so many different touch points, yeah. you've got your global reach with your book, yeah. and your um, the, the project, like if people want the one-to-one, because I guess you can do that anywhere. Yeah, you yep, can do it online or in person. And yeah. you've got your local audience as well, so yeah. that's phenomenal. So let's take each aspect then. Okay. So, if we start with the book, give us a wee bit of an overview on how that came about and you know the story around there, because it's, it's a brilliant read. There's rules in it to live your life and there is tasks to complete. So yep. for me, it's a bit of an all-rounder. 
Yeah. Um, so tell us a wee bit about that. So the book came about because I used to send out to my email list a, a daily email. So it was go out sort of, at one point it was seven days a week, which was a lot of work for yeah, me to be able to actually sit down and write blog posts. And there were some of them five, six, seven hundred words. So they weren't just wow. wee one-liners like that I was saying. Yeah, yeah. um, but they all had an underlying message of looking after yourself, self-care, self-love. And quite a few people had responded to me saying, you're reaching into my head, how can you? How do you know what my thoughts are? Brilliant. And a couple of those people had come back and said it would be really useful if this information was condensed and put into a book, because it's great having the daily reminders on the email, but yep. if we had a resource to go to, yeah, and because a few different people from different streams of my life had come in and said that, I was like, maybe there's something behind this. That's like a sign. Yeah, it's yeah. a sign. So I knew a couple of people that wrote books or were in the process of writing books. So I reached out to them for help to go through that process. And originally, I was going to work with a publisher. Okay. And when I wrote the first book, the first um, edition of the book is called Become a Warrior Woman, Nine Rules to Sort Your Shit. Because the, the Warrior Woman project was the main focus of my business at that yes. time. And when I wrote the initial outlay of the book and they gave me feedback and I made the changes that the publisher wanted to make, when he came back he was like, we can take this and we'll edit it, but the thing is we're going to water you down out of it so that it's more marketable to a wider audience. And he went, I know that you're not going to like the end product because it won't be your book. Yeah. So you're, you mean they were happy to go ahead and do that, but he said, I'd rather you were happy with your end product. So yeah. they were happy for me to take back the content of it to go and do something else with it that so I went good. down the self-publishing route which was really good yeah. because not all publishing houses would do that some of them would just be like it's our content and this yeah, is what we're doing with quite it honest and there was person. no yeah so I was really fortunate because it's a friend of a friend right okay. um, so it was useful working with the publisher to start with because it gave me deadlines to actually get the book and the content written because yes. if it was all self-publishing it would have been I'll do some next week there's no there was no pressure to get it yeah. done um, I've got a friend who runs a company that helps people self-publish their books and I, when I went to her and I said and she was like oh, I'm really sorry to hear that the publishing house thing didn't work out but it's I'm really glad because we can now do it we can now help you and get the book out to be the way that you want it to be amazing and that's, that's what it is and I've had really good feedback from it oh I mean it's brilliant people say it's like having your big sister just giving you advice or your big sister just setting it straight to you because I don't sugarcoat things and I, I've tried not to be too fluffy about it. It's like, here's the, here's what you can do. Yeah. Go and do it. Yeah. Stop pissing about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and reminders that you are just human. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's such a relatable book. Yeah. So if someone was to come to you then, because you must get this a lot, like, because obviously you've gone down the self-publishing route, you, you're knowledgeable about that. Yeah. So if someone was to come to you with a book themselves, would you? Who would you recommend that they go to? Who was your indie authors world? So you would recommend indie author yeah. world, okay. and they can work with you in person or online. Um, they've got a lot of uh, people that they've worked with that live in the states, that live in Australia. So they can do it online if you're not local to Glasgow or if you're in Glasgow, they can meet you in That's person. So good. And they're so supportive because they're just a couple, husband and wife, small business, just doing, they've put everything that they've learned because um, Sinclair, the husband, he's got nine or ten books of his own out and it was just everything that he had learned and they had oh. people going to them and they've developed that and they're doing a lot of work just now as they lost their son oh, um, to sad. meningitis about 11, 12 years ago now. So they've created a foundation that's going to help young people who want to write and to, to do that. So they're putting out competitions and things to help 
the younger people be able to get their story out and to share their story with the world. So the that stuff is, that they're doing is amazing. Amazing, because yeah. like, it's, it's, you must have found it yourself. That is quite, that's quite daunting, like writing a book and then like where do you go from there, obviously? Yeah. And and did you, did they have to give, did they help you get in places like Amazon? and? Yeah, so they, the company that actually print, all the books are printed on demand, so it means that you as the, as the author doesn't need to go and buy a thousand copies See, of your that's, book. because that's you can buy, Yeah, because that's a huge outlay Massive. for you to have to do. So they've got a company that they do print on demand, Brilliant. and that's the same company that all the bookshops and everybody um, go on to order their books, so it means that any any bookshop down up and down the country can buy it, whether they're small, independent, or they're Waterstones or Borders oh, or whatever. Cool. And then it also links to Amazon. So that Amazon can then get them orders and get them printed and it goes on to Kindle as well. Brilliant. So the next thing would to be to do an audio book. Yes. But it's just getting the oh, trying to read your whole book. I know. <laughs> it's like not tripping over the words I and know. making it sound and maybe getting the studio time. But that's that would be the next thing for yes. me. But it's I know somebody that did it through one studio and the quality of what they had that came away because they were a music studio okay, and the perfect. quality that they had wasn't perfect and Obviously. then there was issues around the rights of who owned it because the studio recorded it so they wanted the, they said that they These owned are things it that you don't think and about. it's things that you don't think about so it's been good to hear because mm-hmm. that was within the group so the indie authors world have a monthly meeting so oh, you get yes. to meet all the other independent authors Brilliant. so you get to hear other people's experiences yeah. and learn from each other so this one girl obviously had had a few issues with her uh-huh. audiobook but she was then able to share so that other people then learn from that to go right okay so what you need to do is you need to practice it before you go to the studio yes um you need to do this you need to do that you need to make sure that your contract says that you own the rights because it's your words even so you're though basically just paying them for their time yeah oh, that's crazy yeah, so there's a lot of uh-huh. things that you don't even think about, don't think about. and it needs to be your voice that's the thing like yeah. when you do it like it needs to be your voice yeah so but i think it's a really good idea because i think books like that's how i really started listening to self-development books like getting into them sorry I should have yeah. said because I did try to read The Secret and like and I know it's, it's, it's like a, it's, it's different but when it when it was listening through my car when I was driving it seemed to just go in more yeah I got it more so I think the audiobooks are brilliant yeah that was one book I found hard to hard to read myself yeah. but when I watched the film because the film's a bit for the secrets available on YouTube, um, and I, I think it's it. on Netflix as well. Right, okay. And it's just all the all the people that have collaborated for it. It's them that are actually That's sharing right. their part of the story. So it's good because you're getting all the different voices from it. Yeah. And that makes it makes it, can a make it easier, easier to as well digest. to absorb. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, great. So that's the book. Yeah. Okay. And were you doing a second edition? Yeah, so the second edition's out, and that's just that's called that's I am sorting my shit so that it fits in with the new I am Jen Wilson Brandon, and then oh, it's yeah. nine rules to sort your shit, and it's not specifically for women. So the first book yeah. is become a warrior woman. This one's just nine rules to sort your shit. So I've re-edited it to make it more gender neutral. Yeah. Um, because I had quite a lot of guys saying to me, "Oh, is I need I need help to yeah. sort my shit," yeah. but they didn't necessarily want to buy a book that says "Become a Warrior Woman" on the front of it. Yeah. So I've I changed it and I've that was clever. fine tuned a couple of things from feedback and questions that I've had where people have said, Oh, when I read this I took it to mean this and other people have thought it's meant something else. Okay. So it's meant I've been able to tweak a couple of bits just to make maybe my message a bit clearer or Brilliant. to say some people thought this question means this, some people means thought it meant this. This is what I take it to mean whatever you want yeah. to give them permission. Because some 
some of the questions, it depends where you are in your life, yeah. to how you understand that question when yeah. you read it. And how you're feeling of yeah. a set day, you know, yeah. yourself. Like, things are different depending on your moods. So, yeah. so that's exciting. Right, okay, and do you have any plans for any more books? Yes. So I've got a couple of journals out. Okay. I've got a positive, um, I am positively grateful, uh, gratitude journal. Brilliant. So in that journal, you've got one page as prompt questions, and then the other side okay. of the page is just blank, so that you okay. can do free, fl- free flowing thoughts. Because some days when you sit down to journal, you just go blank mind can't think of anything so a couple of questions there will just help you go all right okay this is this and then sometimes that triggers other thoughts that you want to yeah. write more about so you've got that so blank space, space to do that yeah and um, one of the other journals that i've got is a class journal for when you go along to so i teach pilates and yoga when you come along to class so anybody who's signed up to come along to my classes gets a copy of this journal as like my gift to them oh, to say thanks lovely. for coming and in that you've got a space if you want to put a before picture um, a little page where you work out where you are in your headspace and okay. feeling about your body just now. Yep. Setting some goals for four weeks and then there's space for each time you come to class with a couple of prompt questions. How did you feel before class? How do you feel after? Brilliant. What have you learned about yourself? Like, What do you want to take away from the class? Because sometimes when you go along, you forget especially when it's things like Pilates and yoga because you don't necessarily notice that you've got stronger or you're moving better or that you feel yeah. emotionally better yes and it was some a conversation that I'd had with one of my clients who after four weeks she's like do you think I'm getting better like do you think do you see an improvement in me and I was like oh yeah because on week one this 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 and it was from that conversation I thought people need to something Anna, that they can yeah, they, they can just jot it down so that they can go back and go oh remember I couldn't do that and now I can or remember I, I felt this way when I used to come to class and now I, I feel yeah, that's completely really different good. so it's just something it's something nice that I can give to them that they can then have as a tangible Result, result to themselves yeah, and yeah. then if they want to put because sometimes when you come to class especially like Pilates and yoga you might not lose a lot of weight but maybe your posture gets a lot better yes. and you don't notice things like that unless you've got before and after pictures oh, so there's that piece really in there yeah that's really so can you so obviously yoga and Pilates what's the difference Jen I've never done Pilates I love yoga but I've never done yeah. Pilates so both of them are mat based classes okay. both of them are about your mind body and breath connection mm-hmm. for me Pilates is very much about bringing control into every single movement and things being quite intentional and quite specific and it's creating more connection mm-hmm. with structure and stabilisation okay. for yoga you still have some structure and stabilisation in there but it's about what can you let go of to be more comfortable in these poses and these right, postures okay. so there will be an element of strength in it mm-hmm. but sometimes it's you're fighting with yourself whether it's your body or your mind or comparing yourself to somebody else in the class I want my warrior to look this way or mm-hmm. I want my down dog to look such and such a way and it's about letting for me it's about letting all that go and just what what can I do today? How do I feel today? How do I move today? And bringing okay. that side of it in. Amazing. So would you say yoga is more mindful then? Would you say, like, like obviously both are good for your sort of mental health. Yes. So what would you say, that there's one that's more so? Or is it both kind of the same? They're both mindful through the physical practice of it. The thing with yoga at the end of it, you always, in nearly every yoga class at the end of it, you lie down for a few minutes. Yeah. to do your shavasana which is like your end of class meditation which is what the physical yeah. practice is leading you towards in a yoga class oh is it you're g- 
getting out of your head space of what's going on outside that room. Right. And it's bringing yourself into yourself so that when you come down, so if you get up in the morning or in the middle of the day and go and sit down to meditate, mm-hmm. quite often your thoughts are still chat, 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 chat. But if you've come in and done physical practice through yoga and then you lie down, quite often you feel really settled because you've worked for a period of time on bringing your attention into your body. I've never heard rather than that's what that's that, for. that disconnection. So all the postures are to working towards being able to sit still and, and comfortably just and just be... Just be. Uh, just be. Uh-huh, and not be thinking about anything. Yeah. So you always get the classes that have got that shavasana at the end. And a lot of people will say, I've just come for this bit. I've come for the lying down at the end and you get a wee blanket and wrap yourself, uh-huh, just wrap yourself up. Just to cosy. Yeah. And how long do you do shavasana for then when it's your class? Usually about 10-ish minutes. So what I've started doing oh, with my that. class is doing a guided meditation with them at the end, so a yoga nidra meditation. Okay. So yoga nidra is you're lying in your shavasana and I'm talking and I, I read through a, like a script that basically gets you focusing down different areas of your body. So you'll start off with your right hand, thumb, second finger, third finger, but you're just taking your mind to these different points without okay. thinking about it and without moving. It's just, oh, there's my thumb, there's my finger, there's my finger, there's my wrist, there's my arm. And you work around and that's, again, just to help settle, settle your mind. So the person who created yoga nidra had looked at the science behind the benefits of meditation and created these sort of scripts that bring you in to just help give you something to focus on because with meditation that's what you want to do is find one thing that you can focus on whether it's your breath whether it's trying to think of nothingness which is kind of impossible for anybody that's ever tried to uh not think of because as soon as you get that moment of I didn't think of anything you've already thought of something you've not been thinking so if you can go, right, I'm just going to focus on my breath or I'm going to focus on that person's voice because and what it is that they're mm-hmm. saying, but without getting caught up in the drama or analysing what it is that they're saying. Yeah. And the yoga nidra just allows that to happen. So there's loads of different sort of scripts in the book that I use. There's a short one, which takes about between five and ten minutes to go through, depending if I skip over any sections yeah. in it that I think aren't relevant for that day. Yeah. So we always do that at the end, and then after they've come out of their shavasana, I like to give them a wee chai tea. Oh, that's lovely. Class because so that's like a real proper all round session, and then you've got your journal as well that you can yeah, be. Yeah, you can sit and if you've got any thoughts about this thing, you can just sit and write in your journal at the end of it because for at the end of the class it's dead easy to come out of Shavasana and go alright oh, that's great thanks very much get up and run out the door and go back to your normal life and yeah. you've not taken any of that calmness and quietness with you okay. whereas if you have we just a couple tea. of minutes to sit and have a wee chai tea it just allows everything to be there for a little bit longer and yeah. maybe you take more of that stillness with you oh, into the rest of your day lovely lovely oh amazing so for those that don't know then mm-hmm. what is chai tea? So chai tea is an Indian tea that's a blend of spices. You can get tea bags with chai tea or you can get loose leaf chai teas. And all of them are different. Some of them have got black tea in them, some of them don't. So the one I make, I make it as a caffeine-free one. Okay. And I use fennel seeds, fresh ginger, cinnamon, star anise, cloves, and I think that's cardamom pods. Brilliant. And you just boil that up, add, add a wee bit of coconut sugar to it just to give it a wee bit of sweetness and then I'll use a non-dairy milk, depending on who I've got coming yeah. to class, but I normally use a non-dairy milk. That sounds it delicious. 
to you. So definitely coming for that. <laughs> do you that. So Jen, do you do yoga and Pilates every day? I do yoga, my own personal yoga practice every single every day. day. I don't teach classes every day. Yes, um, but I do I do some physical so, practice every day. So it's a good habit when you know when you've got the when you've got the knowledge of the yep. poses. So come to you and get the knowledge. Um, it's a good habit to, to do. Do that first thing in the morning. Yep, so I'll get up in the morning and I'll do some meditation and then okay. depending on how my body feels and what I've got on for the rest of the day, mm-hmm. I might do a wee bit of physical practice, especially if I feel tight mm-hmm. and I'm just like, but any kind of movement, I mean, I was first studying yoga, when I was reading one of the books, it said that there was 8.4 million different yoga postures. Oh so if you think there's 8.4 million yoga postures, that's just basically every single movement that you do. So we, yeah. us sitting here at this table, we were doing some poses. If we were we doing, if we were sitting here really mindfully, picking up the tea mm-hmm. and taking a moment, that's yoga. Interesting. Because you're doing something with that sort of mindful, mindful movement, mindful movement yeah. and not being overly distra- distracted or busy with anything else round about. It's just being in that moment yes. and being really present. And being, because the word yoga means union between body and mind. Does it? So anything that you do can be a yogic practice if you're connecting your body and your mind. Wow, right, okay. So trying to live that yogic lifestyle as much as possible throughout the day. So when I'm not scanning my phone on social media and being totally distracted by that, then if I'm walking through the park or walking down to the shop, if I'm being really mindful and being in tune with my body then that's essentially practicing yoga yeah oh god and do you so how often would you meditate for every day sometimes 10 minutes sometimes 20 minutes because i got out of i used to sit for 20 minutes and then i got out of the habit of getting up and doing it just because life gets in the way sometimes and getting back into it when i was getting back into it i was like oh 20 minutes that feels like a long time so i went back to just 10 minutes but 10 minutes twice a day yeah and I do that, and that once I get to the end of the 10 minutes, sometimes I'm like, oh no, I want to sit here for a bit longer, and I will, and I'll extend it for okay. as long as I feel in, I as need or want on that particular day without the pressure of it being must Yeah, because when it becomes that, it's then not enjoyable, isn't it? Yeah. It's like you should really want to. And do you find if there's ever a day that you don't meditate and you don't do like some kind of yoga, yoga yep. whether it's yoga or meditation or just the one... Do you feel that you're more stressed that day? Yeah, I feel like off centre and ungrounded. Okay. So it roots just, you almost? Yes, yeah, just bringing that in just allows me to ground and because I use it as part of my health, Yes. my health process. So yes. um, I had been diagnosed with Crohn's, it's coming up two years now, it'll be two, uh, March 2017 that I was diagnosed. So I mean, two years ago just now I was Not well. 51 kilos, so I was like... Oh my 15 kilos lighter than I normally was and just and you're so slim so, and un- like so unwell oh, uh-huh. that it's only been in recent conversations with the hospital that they were like we really feared for your life which at the time they might have said that to me but I was just like shut up I've just got a stomach bug yeah because uh-huh, <laughs> I didn't understand the severity, the severity, the severity yeah. of it um, so for me if I don't do my practices I notice different changes in my body and changes in my physical health. You've that you've essentially um, created the healthiest lifestyle for yourself. Yeah. But talk to us about your journey with Crohn's then, because okay. you actually healed yourself, <laughs> which is like incredible. Yeah, it's weird. I had a I had um, an appointment with my consultant at, on the tenth of January, which 
unfortunately my grand passed away an hour before I had my appointment with him and (laughs) so I'd gone in and before that had happened I had all these plans of having this big conversation with him Mm -hmm. and when I went in and he was like I was really surprised that I hadn't seen or heard from you because I I came off my medication in March last Mm -hmm. year March 2018 and he was like you know, we'll take you off the medication, see how you go, but I expect that you will get very sick again very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at him at the time and was like, watch me, watch okay, this space, mate, because that's, not, that's not what's going to happen. So when I saw him, he was like, I'm really surprised, like, has everything been okay? But why haven't we heard from you? And I went, because I've been absolutely fine. Like, there's nothing. I've been managing my lifestyle. I've been managing mm-hmm. my stress. And his response is always just, well, we don't know what it is that causes Crohn's, so we can't say that that's definitely what it is that's helping heal. And I understand they have protocols that they've got to follow and yeah. things that they are and aren't allowed to say because yeah. they don't want to give people false hope. But for me, I when I got diagnosed, I went away and researched everything that I could about mm-hmm. what what was Crohn's, right, it was an autoimmune disease, right, what is an autoimmune disease, it's chronic inflammation in the body, what causes chronic inflammation Mm -hmm. in the body, and then identified all the things that could potentially cause chronic inflammation, and what I was doing that could potentially cause chronic inflammation. what were some of the things, like stress and... For me, I didn't sleep. Right. I would sleep maybe four or five hours a night, because I taught 20 plus hours of exercise classes a week a lot of them high intensity which that in itself puts a lot of stress and into body, your body yep. so no not getting eight hours of sleep four hours is nowhere near enough so they know for sure that sleep causes inflammation in the body right only more recently sort of in the last six months there was a study came out of one of the scandinavian countries i can't remember which was it, it was a 30 year study on stress levels and it showed that stress levels does cause like increased stress and increased cortisol in the body can cause inflammation does cause inflammation so I was having physical stress Mm -hmm. because I was doing all this exercise that I absolutely loved but I was living on adrenaline from it and I was ignoring my body when it was telling me it was tired I was pushing through just another class just another rep at the gym whatever totally ignoring it pushing harder instead of taking the rest so there was that there was also the stress of the fact that I ran my own business and when I came back from Australia in 2009 decided to change career went into full-time education so I was always on the go and on that buzz and then my divorce which I talk about in the book book, there was that and I, I was never a person that talked about my emotions everything was fine I'm fine when I was on the bike, when I used to teach spin classes, that was my happy space. I could delete everything else in the world that was going on. And I was there and I was that person that was taking you through your class and I was happy and I was full of energy. So I could pretend to be that person and part of it was the real part of me. But there was all this emotional stuff that I was burying down because I didn't want to have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And that in itself causes stress in the body and causes... And there's evidence now that shows that putting down all these emotional things causes deterioration within especially the gut right. and that's where Crohn's is, is in your GI tract so all of these things were were imp- implicated so when I started then working on letting that go being emotional allowing myself to cry yeah and all these other things it was like oh my god this is what it feels like and coming off the pill I didn't realize that being on the pill had numbed my emotions so much mm-hmm. like I was always on that even keel if something sad happened I would be like oh that's sad 
Yeah. Something happy happened. Oh, that, that's happy. Yeah. <laughs> there was yeah, no, yeah, there was yeah. no peaks and troughs. Which, yeah. as a human being, you need to have these peaks yes. and troughs. There are highs and there are lows, mm-hmm. and being able to experience them rather than just say, "Oh yeah, that that was shit," or "Oh yeah, that was great." Yeah. And I hadn't realised until I came off the pill how much that that had actually been numbing because my hormones were always the same level yes. because that synthetic hormone was getting put in. Yeah. So my period was never a proper period. Yes. I never got to feel what it felt like yeah. to be on a period, to not be on a period, and yeah. deal with the, no, the ups and downs of that as well. Yeah. And because you have that false sense of energy throughout the month, because you've got those synthetic, you can push on through. And mm-hmm. what they're finding now is women that have been on HRT are doing the same thing, because they, even when you have your have, go through the menopause and you stop bleeding, you still have a monthly cycle of energy because your hormones are still going up and down. Uh, right. I never knew so that. women that are going on HRT are then becoming burnt out and they're having problems with adrenal fatigue, their problems with obesity because their hormone levels are plateaued right, because okay. they're, they're having the replacement, the synthetic hormones put in their bodies and they're not getting to say, do you know what, I need a couple of days downtime to rest because I feel a bit lethargic yeah. and you can just push through and it's information that yeah. when you're 17 and you say I want to go on the pill so I don't get my period and holiday that yeah. you don't. <laughs> I know, I know. Nobody sits down and says, right, long term this is potentially no, they don't. what could happen. Because probably when I was 17 they didn't know well, what well, could happen, you know. So much it's only now, now, now that so many women are taking HRT or the oral contraceptives or whatever and messing about with their hormones that we're actually seeing. If you take these for 20 plus years, this is going to cause potentially cause these problems or these problems. Yeah. Some women will never have an issue and oh, that's absolutely. fine. And then other yeah, people some people will. are going to have. Yeah. So you did all the research then, you, you whittled down different things yeah. in your life that you were going to change. What about your diet? Was that was there that a part of it? Not really. Um, the research that I came across, and there's different autoimmune diets out there. Okay. Some, of, some people will swear by the autoimmune paleo, which mm-hmm. is just eating your lean meats and some vegetables and taking out all your grains, all your carbs. And then other people will say being vegan has yeah. really worked for them. So for me, it had to be whatever it was that I could, I could stick with and that I could follow. And it goes for whether you're going on a weight loss plan or whatever yeah. your health concern is when you look at your what the nutrition plan you want to follow it has to be something that you go I can that you can see as being your long, your lifetime lifestyle. Yeah, it was a lifestyle and I had always eaten a plant based diet anyway, so Good. for me it was just making sure that I was having a green juice every morning. What I could what I did realise that I had to stop having was so much raw food. Right. Um raw food for me particularly because I've got digestive problems wasn't very good because I don't have a strong digestive burn and to consume raw food you need to have a strong digestive Ah, fire to break that down to get the nutrients from it so for me having more cooked food rather than raw Mm -hmm. and I used to have smoothies all the time which you think super healthy but for me not turned out not so right salad's not great for me um what else was there I used to have I used to get frozen berries with raw oats and yogurt which you go that sounds like a really good snack for me it wasn't great because my body couldn't break it down which you don't know until, until a problem arises mm-hmm. and then you start looking at it yeah but it was learning about Ayurveda which is the sister science to yoga mm-hmm. that that's where that started teaching me about this stuff because when I started looking at what body type I was what the disease that I had that I was living with was and what caused it I was like oh this so much sense oh, it makes us tell us about like, oh. this because this is fascinating so, Ayurveda 
in Ayurveda there are three things called doshas and that's you've got pitta which is your fire high burning high energy kind of aggressive to a certain point you've okay. got vata which is very airy creative mm-hmm. kind of floaty and then you've got your kapha which is your very nourishing but more heavy more sluggish mm-hmm. more grounded and earthy and we've all got these three doshas and our bodies okay there's these three doshas in nature there's these three doshas within the 24 hour clock so okay. it, it's kind of connected with everything but we're a mixture of these three and you might be more dominant in one than the other so depending on where you fall within that will depend on what types of foods are good for your body what types yeah. of food are not good for your body you'll have your dosha that you are born with mm-hmm. that's sort of created at your conception and then there'll be a dosha that might be out of balance that's causing some sort of illness or some sort of disease or some sort of... Even being lethargic, okay. that's a dosha imbalance. If you've got dry skin, that's a dosha imbalance. So when you've got one of these things, it's like, what dosha does that fit into? What foods am I eating just now that might be causing that? What can I eat that's maybe going to help reverse it? And you've got lifestyle practices in there as well, which is where your meditations come in, where your physical yoga practice comes in. And depending on what type, what dosha is out of balance for you will depend on what sort of type of activity is suitable for you. So for me, Crohn's is specifically a vata and a pitta. So there's a lot of dryness and a lot Mm -hmm. of air, Mm -hmm. but there's also a lot of fire there so if you imagine if you bring air and fire together that just consumes and the fire gets even bigger and causes mm-hmm. that angriness within the body yeah so I needed to do lots of things to dampen that down mm-hmm. so I had to sort of look at going through a more kapha making sure all my food was cooked and mm-hmm. taking out all the spicy food that I loved eating because oh. I would just eat raw chilies oh, <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> it's like Jeez. I love raw chilies but I was eating too much of it okay. and then a summer season is a pitta season because it's nice and warm and okay. everything's flourishing so because I know that I'm a vata pitta person mm-hmm. and I had a vata pitta disease in the summertime I should avoid all the dry and airy and really spicy foods and have okay. like the lighter, softer, more comfort and grounding foods. Okay. And then in the winter that was like the change. So it's just it's a huge, huge topic. I mean you get your head around the basics, you go, Oh, this makes so much sense and then okay. it all fall, falls into place. But it's like a couple of hours workshop just to get your head around the very basics. The basics. Yeah. 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 And then so wow, so you, you used all that information basically and yeah. then didn't go back on your education? Yeah. That's right. amazing. So I started March 2017, they started my medication. By August, September, my Crohn's was feeling really, like I felt like that was all well under control, but I was yeah. having really bad side effects to the medication. So from the sort of September, I was asking the hospital then, when can I come off my medication, when can I come off my medication? Yeah. And they were just like, it's too soon, it's too soon. So when I had my review scans in the January, I said to the consultant, I was like, if my scans are clear, can I please come off the medication? So when I had the scans, he came back. He, he wrote a letter to me saying, "Everything is in really good remission. Your inflammation markers are better than normal. The scans show that there's nothing active in your system. So we'll try you and see." And that was coming up a year ago. And That's amazing. Everything, and I've had more. They take a stool sample and mm-hmm. test that, and all the inflammation markers are still showing less than less than thirty, which is better than normal, especially for somebody that's got a disease that they say is but that just shows yeah. you like you you changed your lifestyle and you obviously you got all the facts yourself yep. you really worked hard to learn everything and you've managed to 
resolve a disease which can be really debilitating yeah. for some people, can't it? Yeah, like it's it can a, be. It's a painful... Yeah, and the, the information that the hospital give and the support that the hospital give to some extent is brilliant because they're there if you ever need them. You can pick up the phone yeah. and phone them and they're there. But they weren't encouraging when I was talking about meditations or when I was talking about turmeric or ginger or... Because that's very Eastern, isn't it? Yeah. And they're obviously coming from a very Western yeah. pill perspective, really, which yeah. is a shame because it's very and pharmaceutical. All, yeah, they're, it's very pharmaceutical, but they're also looking at experience that they've had with other patients. So if other patients have only taken the medication and not made any other changes, yeah. then there's no... Nothing else to really go on. Then they, if things that they've been doing within their lifestyle and everybody's is going to be slightly different. Yeah. Because as I said, there'll be some people that will follow the autoimmune paleo and find that's really useful. Yeah. There'll be some people that can still go out and do all the high intensity stuff and that will not be an issue, but there's maybe something else somewhere down somewhere in their life. There might be an emotional thing that they are holding on to that they don't even necessarily know yeah. that they're holding on to. That they just need to, to release to try and give them some sort of relief. And it might not be that they get hundred percent better, but it could help alleviate a lot of their symptoms. Yeah. Wow, and that's a very inspirational story. <laughs> I mean, you must want to high-five yourself all the time. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and over this, um, over March, April, May and June, I'm going to be working with Heal Scotland. So they, they've got a 12-week um, community. We're, we're going to be over in Loch Gilpaid on a bio farm and there'll be workshops and events and it's not just for Crohn's, they'll be working with people that have got cancer, working with people with MS and chronic fatigue syndrome and AME and a whole host of chronic illnesses and building this community where we're creating space for people to laugh, to dance, to drink the ginger and turmeric juices, yeah. to get to experience workshops with teachers. There's a teacher coming over from uh, Mexico who's coming mm -hmm. to share some of the work that they're doing with cancer patients over in Mexico because there's stuff that they're doing over there that the pharmaceutical companies are kind of poo-pooing because they're not going to make money from it. Mm -hmm. And so they're coming over to share that information. So there's lots of wee things going on. Um, That's brilliant. So how can people, people heal? find out about how to go on that if they if they're in the, the situation where they feel like that would really benefit them, would they go on the Heal Scotland website? On on Facebook if you look up Heal Scotland and then the website is I'm just gonna quickly double check, help yourself, which is help H E L P your and then C E L L. Okay. It's help yourself help and that's um, the Heal Scotland website. Brilliant. And it's got all the events that they've got on over the summer for all the different so things. So I've got a couple of them on. Yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. So Jen, you are the the yoga instructor yep. for the GGC. You take yoga live Facebook yoga every Monday morning at yep. seven a.m. Yes, in the GGC business group, and it's just phenomenal. Thank you. It's so good, <laughs> and do you know what I love about it as well because Monday mornings are hard enough. Like everybody knows, you're kind of. Like regardless of whether you love what you do, it's yeah. just that you've maybe slept till about nine the day before, or you've you've given yourself a long lie. Maybe you've had a bit of a party weekend. Whatever, whatever the situation is, when that alarm goes off on a Monday morning, you think, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but getting up and knowing that you're doing the yoga, you yeah. don't need to leave your house. Yeah. You can literally, you could be naked if you wanted. <laughs> Not that I've done that. <laughs> You're sharing something there. scary for anyone that saw that. <laughs> I don't need to put my blinds down in my living room. I will definitely never do that naked. <laughs> I promise oh God. you. 
Could you imagine just the disclaimers that <laughs> I need to be putting out? <laughs> And just take that on herself. Nature's yoga. Um, but yeah, so you can, you can do it from the comfort of your home. Like, you don't need to worry about anyone around you. Are you doing your jammies? You can do it in your jammies. I've got, I've got my yoga mat for Christmas because when I started doing it, I was doing it on the carpet and I was burning my hands. So yeah. You don't need a lot of space either. You don't you just need a lot need, of space. If you've got a space in front of your couch that's the length of your couch, that's plenty of space. It's perfect. Yeah. And it's such a nice way to start the week. And such an amazing saving for the members because yeah. they are literally like that's just part of the benefit added value. So I have to say a massive thank you to you Quite for sure. that. <laughs> but there's going to be a lot of girls and myself included. I still want to come to your class. Yeah. So now that I've kind of got the bug again for it because I used to do a lot of yoga, but it's one of those things. It's good to keep up. Yes. Um. So now I've got the bug again for it, and also I think it's good to kind of get some one-to-ones or group action so that you can just confirm if things are getting done the right way or yeah. I'm actually pushing myself as low as I can go so I'm going to start coming to your class so yep. where do you where can people come to your studio can they get you yeah so I've converted the spare room in my house into a small studio so I have which is classes. stunning because I've seen it thank you um, so I have some classes on my timetable there um, Tuesday evening at six o'clock and at the moment a Wednesday morning at 9.30am but there's because it's in my house I've got room to add more classes on so if there's oh. a demand for a class at lunchtime or a class at another time in the mornings because I take Pilates in there on a Monday in the morning and the evening as well and yeah it's kind of open to, to having some more classes put in or if people want to do one-to-ones there's space and the there's schedule Mondays Tuesdays, Wednesdays to do that because the amazing thing is, is that you are becoming a partner of the GGC website as well so you're yep. giving us a couple of brilliant deals yes. for anyone who might look to come along to class or get one-to-ones yep. which is absolutely brilliant and we've also been talking about doing a, a kind of GGC yoga we're starting to think about ggc fitness this year yep. so we definitely want to maybe start doing some more ggc classes so yep. i think that'd be great and we've also been talking about a workshop so tell us a wee bit about what people can expect obviously the information will be on the website yeah and i'll post it in the group as well but what can people expect from this this workshop so the workshop will be the mindful movement workshop and that's where we bring mindfulness into the movements that we do so it's not about trying to make really perfect postures or anything yeah. it's about that exploration of what does your body want to do in this moment and how can you bring some uh, meditation into it so I did the workshop recently down in Greenock and it, we did it as a three hour workshop okay so first bit was a little bit of background into what meditation is how different types of meditation that are yeah. out there what you can do then we looked at how we can move with that mindfulness yeah. so that we're not just going oh what's next what's next what's next and trying to force things into posture and then we finished it with a yoga nidra session that that particular yoga nidra session was 40 minutes long and at the end of it when I said to the girls I was like that so we just did that for 40 minutes and they were all like what like they couldn't believe that they had actually lay still and been mind and, like yeah being cleared their mind yeah for 40 and minutes. just lay there for 40 minutes and that it sounds just like bliss to totally, me totally totally flown in and they just all melted like they floated out of the out of the studio and all said that they absolutely loved it honestly like that sounds yeah that sounds like heaven because I used to go to a yoga class um, and the guy was phenomenal like he was also super handsome and which really was (laughs) excellent and he used to wear these like see-through white trousers but like he had like a thong on 
<laughs> which was like so like like I do not know why we are leggy. Yeah, honestly, but he was like he was very spiritual and they were like those kind of baggy yeah. And I, like, part of the reason I went probably was because of him, because I was just, like, looking at him, like, well, this guy is absolutely phenomenal. He had, like, long hair. He just yeah. was, like, I'm really, really... Where was that? Reminiscing about this guy. Um, it was... So he did a class in... I went to one in Partick, because I used to live yeah. in Partick. And then when I moved back home to Mogai, he had one in Mogai as well. Right. I can't remember what his name was, but he was he was a specimen, a real, a, a real, and I don't want to be objectifying well, I'm him. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it's just me. Yeah. I know, but do you know what, almost I, I actually, I'm now in the situation where I would prefer to be in a kind of women's environment, just yep. for like, even when it comes to any type of exercise, I just, I like to be, but when you're younger, you're not really that fussed, are you? Yeah, you and it was actually, it was a hot boy at the start uh-huh, of the class. And it was an all-female class, obviously, because we're all coming for this guy, like, <laughs> Honestly, so, but yeah, and he used to do amazing meditation at the end, and it was like, it was like, really, probably the only time in that, in that point in my life that my mind ever stilled. Yeah. Ever stilled, like, yeah. it was just, and the minute the class was over, you felt, it was all, not, not, you almost felt a wee bit like, like it's like woozy, I can't even yeah. describe it, but it's a lovely feeling. But it is an, it's an outward state of consciousness, like meditation brings that that to you so for anybody who's ever taken drugs or got absolutely steaming and you feel like like you are out of your head because you're yes. in an altered state of consciousness and actually what we were all looking for when we were all wasted was this lovely ah. feeling that you get at the end of a meditation or the end of a yoga and the money that we've wasted and the damage we've done to our bodies well you know <laughs> had we is, just known so do you think that's why the Glasgow the Glasgow in your face that's where that's come from it's actually like you're in a very altered <laughs> state of existence yeah is that is that because that's what, I mean, uh, there's a doctor that I, I found recently that I listened to and he, in the 60s, did a lot of experimentation with things like LSD and psychoactive mm-hmm. drugs and he was one of the first people to get permission to do stud- like scientific studies in cannabis. Right. And that's what he said, is like that, it's when you're getting wasted, whether it's drugs, alcohol, whatever, you're looking for that altered state of consciousness mm-hmm. that we can actually get through meditation. And it's just... To start with, you might not get it, but the more you the more you meditate and the more you can get used to it, you're strengthening the mind, strengthening that muscle. Yeah. Then the better the experience becomes, and that's why things like transcendental meditation or the yoga nidra that I do at the end of the class it helps take you to that other space because you're not focusing on no anything other yeah. than the journey that yes. you're taking through. That, well, that's a complete learning for me because I never realised that, that it was all leading towards that final yeah. thing. So that actually, and it makes total sense. Yeah. So we'll need to, as soon as we get the workshop details and everything, that'll get pushed out and hopefully we'll see a yeah. lot of the listeners there because it sounds amazing. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> well, Jane, that was a brilliant <laughs> chat. Thank you so much for I having me. I feel like I've totally learned. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm Pleasure. looking forward to coming to your class, watching you live and, and joining in, in on a life. Monday morning. <laughs> in real life as well. And um, yeah, and I can't recommend the book highly enough. So thank, thank you, you so much. much. <laughs> thank you. Speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.